Get It In Ya is an experimental sketch comedy podcast. The sketches are recorded by our performers in their homes and brought to you fresh by Big Fork Theatre. Welcome to the podcast. Insects, exclamation mark. Bugs, exclamation mark. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe it. Greg literally just told me he doesn't want to meet my parents. I don't know what to do, Sarah. We haven't been going out for very long, but I need my parents to like the person I'm dating. <laughs> do you know what I mean, Sarah? Yes, Katie, I know what you mean. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. You've always been there for me, no matter what. And I always will. Gosh, we've been friends for nearly 20 years. I told you from the start that Greg wasn't right for you. Sarah, what do you mean? You're the one who introduced me to Greg. I am. I am. Wait, let me take off the sheet that's covering you. Now I need it to live. Sarah, we're in a coffee shop. Full body sheets are so 2019. No! Oh my god! You're not Sarah! You're just a swarm of bees pretending to be Sarah! Gotcha! Welcome to Australia's new favourite hidden camera prank show, Prank Queen, where with the help of your friends, we replace them with a swarm of bees! That explains all the horrible, painful stings I got when I hugged Sarah hello! Prank Queen, coming to Netflix for humans, or, if you're a bee, a swarm of bees will communicate the whole season through an intricate dance movement series in a random farmer's field. But wait, does that mean that Greg... Sorry, babe. What about my parents? Sorry, honey. Everyone I've ever known is just swarms of bees. Prank Queen, it's a buzzing good time. Get it in now. Good evening. My name is Sir Rodney Higginbottom, Professor of Etymology at Oxford, and I'm here to talk to you about insects. I know that etymology is the study of words, and that it is entomology that's the study of insects, but what can I say? I'm a big fan of the creepy crawlies. For example, did you know that most insects aren't actually bugs? True bugs are an order of insect called Hemipateria, and includes things like cicadas, aphids, and shield bugs. Did you know that many insects can be found inside amber? Which is strange as she claims to be a vegetarian, but will still eat insects saying that they can't feel pain. She also claims the same about fish, which we know can feel pain. So maybe you're the one amber who has trouble feeling things. Moths are a more somber version of butterflies. In fact, many people believe the word moth comes from the word goth. They are wrong, but we have to respect their beliefs, apparently. Moths hate fashion, that's why they eat clothing, and that the world's angriest moth is the silkworm moth, whose very existence only leads to more fashionable clothing in the world. How do you wash yourself? Do you have a bath? Maybe you take a shower, or do you cleanse yourself in the burning liquid fired out of the bottoms of hundreds of angry female soldiers? Many birds do the last one, in a behaviour known as anting, in which they aggravate an ant colony and use the formic acid shot out of the abdomens of the ants to kill any parasites that may be living on them. Like your standard yoga class, most ants are female, except for the ones that are male. There are a lot of ants in the world, with it being estimated around 
one-fifth of the mass of all animals are ants. For now, at least, provided Amber can stop cramming them into her face for one second. Like the humble stool pigeon, many insects live under the water. This includes the larvae stage of the mayfly, which will spend many years living under the surface of the water before emerging and becoming an adult mayfly. Despite this, many people still incorrectly say that mayflies only live for one day. This would be like saying that children aren't really people, which, coincidentally, is something I do believe to be true. Another insect that starts its life under the water is the mosquito. Did you know that only female mosquitoes drink blood? The males are vegetarian. Proper vegetarians amber, you know, the kind that doesn't eat other animals? Have you ever kneecapped someone and then stood there and laughed as they tried to stop the blood pouring out of the remains of their patella? You might not be laughing so much if they were a lady beetle. You see, lady beetles will defend themselves with a process known as auto-hemorrhaging, in which a creature uses its own blood as part of the defense. In the lady beetle's case, it will exude a toxin in its blood out through its knees to remind predators that it tastes foul. You hear that, Amber? They taste foul and they're trying to tell you that, yet you still keep cramming them into your face anyway. What is wrong with you, you human monster? Anyway, that is all from me, Sir Rodney, and Amber, who would be giving such a kicking to right now, if she wasn't an echidna. In any case, good night. Get it in Alright lovies, it's Psychic Suze here, the UK's number one alternative card reader. If you don't know me, then welcome. I have a gift, the ability to read the future from card games. Some of my strongest predictions to date include predicting my grandma's heart attack after a particularly intense game of Snap at age 10. I also predicted the Brexit vote during a game of Cards Against Humanity after I pulled out the Daniel Radcliffe's delicious arsehole card. Today, I'll be making a prediction for Graham from Borton on the Water, and he asks... Will I win the Garden of the Year at the Village Fate? Graham, let's find out. So Graham, I'm looking at my shelf of cards right now and I don't know why, but I'm being really drawn to my deck of classic Uno cards. I don't know if you have a history of playing Uno or you're just a solo guy. I don't know what it is, but I'm drawn to that deck, so I'm just going to take those off the shelf. And I have them in my hand now. So, listeners who are new, what I do is I feel drawn to a packet of cards. I then take them out of the packet, which is what I'm doing now. I give them a shuffle. And then the first card I take out will be the card I make my prediction. So I'm taking that card out now so graham what i have in front of me is the pick up four card and i have to tell you straight away that usually means that someone is out to get you history has shown that the pick up four card usually 
represents someone who's a bit of a dickhead and someone who likes to watch others suffer. So just be aware, maybe there's a next door neighbour who wants the title of Garden of the Year as well. Just have your guard up and literally put your fences up. Don't share any of your tips. Make sure no one can peep over. Just keep yourself to yourself and focus on the prize. But the pick up four card can also represent a large burden that you're carrying and that you really need to get rid of. So maybe you're going to sabotage yourself in this competition. Is there a load of broken furniture down the back of the garden that you've got to get rid of? And you're thinking the judges are just going to ignore it when they're judging your garden. Graham, I can tell you that they won't ignore it. You need to get rid of that burden, otherwise you're going to sabotage yourself. Graham, you need to get your head in the game. Don't let dickhead neighbours get you down and make sure your garden's looking immaculate and I have no doubt that you will win that title this year. Thanks for tuning in this week, listeners. Next week, I'll be answering Claire from Carlisle's question. Will he propose to me even though I have a hairy back? Well, Claire, at the moment, I'm feeling really drawn to my Swindon Football Club top trump cards. So let's see if me and the boys can answer that question for you. So goodbye, listeners. I've been Psychic Suze. And always remember to play your cards right. Get it in ya. Hey, look what I got. Oh, beeswax paper to wrap sandwiches in so we can get rid of that cling wrap and help the environment. Oh, I've always wanted to try this stuff. I know. And we need to do more to cut down on single-use plastic. Oh, it has instructions. Make a sandwich. Unwrap beeswax paper and fold up sandwich in the beeswax paper. Throw cling wrap in the bin. Wow! But how do you clean it? When you eat the sandwich and the beeswax paper has a few crumbs on it, just fold it up neatly and leave it beside the sink for your partner or housemate to deal with. So simple! When your partner or housemate asks you how long the beeswax paper is going to sit there, express concern about getting it wet and possibly washing off all the beeswax. Together, decide that the best course of action is to do nothing and just leave it sit there. So easy! In the meantime, remove cling wrap from the bin and continue using it to wrap your sandwiches and a variety of other things. And remember, just how useful and convenient cling wrap really is. Righto, here goes turning a new leaf. But, uh, weren't we supposed to be helping the environment? Yes, and obviously, having used this beeswax paper once and following these very clear instructions, we will rescue the environment by using less water, by not washing it up. Hurrah! Oh, hurrah! Get it in ya! Welcome to Master Admin. We have two contestants here today, Rory, the unemployed nightclub bouncer from Brisbane, and Cleland, the retired millionaire from Byron Bay. Today, each of our contestants has 10 minutes to write a memo, and they can choose for either a ministerial or an all-staff memo. The winner will then get a chance to talk uninterrupted about their hobby throughout the whole of morning tea. 
The worst memo, however, will be eliminated. Well, the contestants have made their selections. Let's go and talk to them and find out what they're writing. So, Cleland, what would it mean to you to win Master Admin? Oh, it means everything to me. After I've had my millions, my life in paradise in Byron, you know, it's just empty. So, to make it as administrator and write really good memos, I mean, that's the dream, right? So true. Administration means so much to all of us. So, tell us, what are you writing? Well, I've gone with ministerial, selected two really good bits of policy and 15 buzzwords, which I think really rounds out it nicely, and compliment the faux thanks I'm putting in at the start. It's ambitious. Do you think you can do it in time? Oh, look, I'm not sure, but, you know, you've got to extend yourself to be any chance, so... Okay, well, good luck. So, Rory, tell us why you would love to win, Master Admin. Um, yeah, so I just really want to change people's lives, and uh, I think Admin has the power to do that. It certainly does. Tell us about your memo. Well, well Gloria, I'm doing an all-staff memo. I've picked a pretty controversial topic, uh, the, the staff kitchen. So I'm just going to add in some righteous anger at the end. It sounds simple. Do you think it's enough? I mean, surely you need to invoke HR. Well, I hadn't really thought about HR. No, I'm going to go with my gut and, well... Well, Cleland, your time is up. Tell us about your memo. Well, look, it's ministerial, two policies reference, top with an election promise and serve within a side of ambiguity and just a tiny amount of sarcasm. Okay. well, let's read. Hmm, I mean, overall, what Cleland has done, it's okay. Good length, but too direct. It lacks balance and there's too much in there that leaves the minister exposed. Yeah, I agree. It's it's not good enough at this level. I, I expected more ambiguity and, and, frankly, more buzzwords. Rory, talk us through your memo. Well, I've constructed an all-staff memo. It's on a base of controversy, topped off with indignation and a logic error. I also added in just a hint of humour to start to balance it. Well, that, that's simple. Have you done enough? I really think so. Okay, well, let's read. I like it. Originally when he was describing it to me, I thought, too simple. But it's bold, it's indignant, it's flawed, yet purposefully so. Great work. I know, he's definitely this week's winner. Such big font. And you know what I love, love, love? That bold sense of the end. Your mother doesn't work here. Genius. Get it in ya. Alright people, we need a new mascot for our Don't Bug Me Insect Spray. As you know, our latest mascot, Antonio the Ant, was killed in our last advertising campaign, so this is a great opportunity to revamp our image. But we need to get the balance right here, folks. We need the mascot to be somewhat likeable, because consumers are going to associate him with our product. At the same time, he needs to be off-putting enough that consumers won't be mortified by the idea of exterminating him. 
Unfortunately, we made Antonio the Ant way too lovable, and we got a lot of hate mail after his untimely demise. A lot of children were extremely upset. Something like Mortine's Louis the Fly is what we're going for here. He's full of charisma. He can sing. He can dance. He's got attitude. You get the feeling he's somehow involved with organised crime. He's the kind of fly you'd want to sit down and have a drink with at the end of a long, hard day and just talk about everything and nothing. But he's also disgusting and you want him dead. So, any ideas? What about a sassy cockroach who passive-aggressively compliments people on being brave enough to wear their outfits in public, but in a fun way? Or, or a spider that always turns up late to social gatherings, but when he gets there, he's brought everyone cake. All right, all right. Let's keep this brainstorm going. What else you got? Uh, how about a moth who's always talking about people behind their backs, but only because she's desperate to fit in? No, no, let's steer clear of moths. They're way too likeable. They're too similar to butterflies, and butterflies just don't inspire the type of murderous impulse we're going for here. These ideas are okay, but we need something great. Um, how about a self-absorbed silverfish who has delusions of grandeur and dreams of making it big in the entertainment industry? She's narcissistic, but she's amusing, and you kind of pity her. That's perfect. I love it. Sylvia the Silverfish will have her sing a little jazz number about how no one can catch her because she's always outsmarting everyone. And we'll make her sexy, of course, because duh, why wouldn't we? Actually, let's get the artists on this straight away. I wonder if they can draw a silverfish with boobs. Oh, you can draw anything with boobs. Can you? I hope you're right. I'm picturing her in a shiny, silver, figure-hugging, floor-length gown. She'll lie seductively on top of a piano while she sings her little song. The sexual tension between her and the pianist will be palpable. She'll be vulnerable and fragile, yet strong and empowered. Mm. Uh, is it hot in here or is it just me? <clears throat> I'm a... <clears throat> what is it, boss? I'm worried she's getting too likeable. She's going to be incredibly attractive by the sounds of it, so we'll just have to make sure she's off-putting in other ways. Otherwise, people won't want her dead. If they relate too much to Sylvia the Silverfish, they won't buy our product. Instead, they'll go out and start protesting insect sprays and we'll be out of business. So, how can we make her less likeable? We can lean more into the narcissism angle. Give her a little handheld mirror that she's always looking into. And a phone that she's always taking selfies with. A mirror and a phone? I like it. Oh! She can be mean to the paparazzi. They'll all be crowding around, trying to take her picture, and she'll kick one of them in the face. Right in the face. I love it. She's an ungracious, spoilt little brat. Maybe she gets mad and whips out a pistol and starts knocking off the paparazzi one by one. There'll be blood and guts everywhere. She'll keep singing while she's shooting. She won't miss a beat. By the end of the song, only she and the pianist will be left alive, and after the pianist plays his final note, she'll slowly raise her pistol and shoot him right in the head. No, I don't think so. No, I think you've actually gone too far in the other direction there. But I love your enthusiasm. Well, I think we've found our mascot, people. Sylvia the Silverfish. Great job, everyone. Now I need to go home and have a cold shower. And they call me Sylvia the Silverfish And you may not 
know But I've been living in your bedroom for a week or so While you sleep I'll crawl all over you That is the plan I'm gonna lay my eggs inside your brain Just because I can But you never stop me You can't make me go You'd have to catch me first But you're too slow You'll never catch me You'll never catch me Dr. Walter Cunningham's Breast Hut will make your boobies sing again. Call today for your free consult. Triple three boobs. And remember, booze, 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 make your boobies. Make your boobies sing. Left off Lutwich Road. If you pass the McDonald's, you've gone too far. Get It In Ya is a Big Fork Theatre production. Find us online at bigforktheatre.com and on social media at Big Fork Theatre. Get It In Ya! Get It In ya.